Hey guys, so what is Thrivehood, you might ask? Well, that's a good question. I'd say it's a relevant life roadmap for young men out there who want to thrive as they're maturing boldly into manhood. From the very serious to the silly, I chat about a wide variety of relatable topics that both challenge and motivate you to do what needs to be done now so you can become who you want to be later. I'm Tim Williams, and this is Thrivehood. Hey, welcome into the Thrivehood Podcast. Uncle Tim here. Hey, if you are a tweener, a teen, the early 20s, mid 20s, young adult guy, if you are a mom or a dad, if you're a single parent, if you're a coach or a teacher, if you work in psychology or clinical studies, if you're a social worker, if you are involved in anything that relates to the human condition in interacting with boys and young men, this podcast is for you. So welcome in. I would say over the last two to three months, my heart has grown heavy. My heart has really almost in some cases have been on the borderline of breaking over some of the stories, some of them that I've seen personally and some that I have witnessed through through news outlets and the social media for the number of young men that are just struggling with life right now. But I came across a video recently that I thought this would be a great opportunity to encourage these young men. And I want to share this with you now. There is a fellow by the name of Dave Waddle, W-O-T-T-L-E. Go to YouTube after you listen to this, and I want you to watch the video. There's two or three videos as it relates to his performance in the 1972 Munich track meets that he took place in. Now, don't go there yet. <laughs> okay, don't go there yet. Finish listening to this, and then I want you to check it out. And I did a little background research on this fella. And I want to tell you the very first thing that that hit me from some of the research that I did. He just was an ordinary guy from middle America. Just a guy. Puts his pants on the same way that we do. Feeds himself the same way that we do. Sleeps the same way that we do, right? Just, a, just an ordinary guy. But what he did and what he pulled off was absolutely amazing. So let me give you a little backstory. Summer Olympics were in 1972 in Munich, Germany. A couple of years prior to that, Dave Waddle had found out about the Olympics. So I think at the time when he had found out that the Olympics were coming, he was, I think, at the age of 22. So when he performed, he was 24 years old. And he had thought about you know what? I wonder if I should do this. He was attending college at the time and he was a, a track guy and I think was was doing really well and was performing at a, at a high level even at that point. And he thought to himself, man, I, I wonder if I should try out for the Olympics. I think that might be a good idea. Unfortunately, during even at that stage when he was even thinking about it in the process, he would he was already dealing with an injury 
with his knees. I think his legs are his knees. Well, prior to going to Munich during those two years, he had three more serious injuries to his legs. I mean, of all things, right? <laughs> It'd be like a drummer, you know, having a problem with his arm. So, uh, well, actually, that did happen with uh, the drummer from Def Leppard. You look into that if you want to. And here's a two for today. There's another inspirational story of a drummer that lost his arm and kept going. So you might want to check him out. I don't even know what the drummer's name is, but I always remember Def Leppard having a drummer with one arm. So anyway, I'm going down another bunny trail, but let me get back on track. So any Dave Waddle and at one point, I remember in, in the documentary that I was watching, he had said that his injuries were to the point prior to going to the Olympics that even his dad had said, bud, you need to hang up the cleats, man. I just don't see how that's going to be a possibility for you. So think about that. You have a father that is questioning his son. We'll come back to that in a minute. He had done everything that he could up to that point, And he said, you know what? I'm just going to continue to push and I'm going to continue to try. So it got up to about three weeks prior to him going to the Olympics. And he did tendonitis in one of his knees. So he had that for about three weeks. And I think in the documentary, he even said if it hadn't been for his wife, he probably would have never gone. And I think he said he had just been married like I thought it was like a week or something like that prior to him going. So which is kind of crazy. He gets married and then a week later he's going to the Olympics. But in any event, he said his wife had said that, you know, he ought to do how to do it. You know, it might be something he ought to consider. We're going to come back to that here in a second, too, as well. So he went barely qualified. You have to have a qualifying round to get into the final round. And he was I think it was the 400 meter is what he was running. So he qualified for the the finals, but didn't do very well even at that stage. And he remembered when he was lining up for the finals for the gold, there were, you know, gold, silver and bronze medal. We're going to be given out on this on this race. And he, he said, I remember standing there thinking, I'm only concerned about me. I'm only focusing on me. I'm only wanting to know and trying to uh, identify whether or not I'm even going to be able to finish this race, you know. And in the documentary, the interviewer asked him, he says, well, were you really focused on anybody else? He said, I wasn't focused on anybody else. He says, I knew that there were some fast runners there. There was a runner there that had never lost in any of the competition, major competitions that he was in. But he says, I wasn't focused on that. I was focused on what I could do in my abilities. Yes, I'll come back to that in just a minute. And he took to the track and the, the race took place. And I won't share a whole lot about the race because I want you to watch it. But I'll say this. He started out out of eight men. He was in last place. And you went around the track twice. And he was in last place until about probably two-thirds of the way into the race. And then he started making his move. And even at one point, the announcer, depending on which video you watch, the CBS version has the announcer saying, I'm not sure if uh, Waddles had a problem with his knee or if he's really, this is really a challenge or if he's just holding back. Cause even the announcers at that point were wondering, man, I don't see how this guy's going to make it. But Dave Waddle being in last place for at least two thirds of the race comes back and wins the gold medal. Remember when I said that his dad said to hang up his cleats, 
The message for you today is just because somebody tells you to hang up your cleats doesn't mean you should listen. Okay? Just because there's naysayers and there's those that don't want to see you succeed, to be honest and be, to be quite frank, because they know they'll never succeed is, is really where that comes from. There's no point and there's no need to necessarily listen to that. That's the first thing. The second thing is surround yourself with those that say continue the race. I'm reminded that his wife said, screw everybody else. Quit listening to the voices in your head. Even push against what your body's telling you and go and do this. So point number two, surround yourself with people that will encourage you. Guys, if you have friends that are bringing you down, why are you still friends? Why are you still hanging out with those people? Boys, girls, whatever. Associate yourself and surround yourself with cheerleaders that'll say you can do it, you can move forward, you have the ability, and you can make it happen. And thirdly and lastly is this. When the uh, interviewer asked him, were you worried about anybody else? What did he say? He said, the only person I was focused on was myself. You got to stop if you've started. You've got to stop benchmarking yourself and comparing yourself to everyone around you. Your benchmark and the comparison scale that you use is how good are you today versus who you were yesterday. That is your measuring stick. That's what you use to determine how well you're doing and how far you've come. Is it good to have heroes and people of high importance and in high power to look up to and to have role models? Sure, I have no problem with a role model. But what I have a problem with is us seeing them and where we are and thinking, man, that is such an enormous leap. I'll never make it. Yeah, that's the wrong way to look at it. The right way to look at it is to say, what is it that I can do today so that when I wake up tomorrow, I can say, yeah, I improved in this area. I did a little better in that area. It, it just takes one step every day for the rest of your life, in all areas of your life, to become who it is that you want to be. So as I close this out, please look up Dave Waddle. I think you can find it on YouTube. I want you to watch that. I want you to pay attention to what he does. And with my little mini documentary here of myself of explaining his situation and his experience as the backdrop as you watch that, then I want you to do this. I want you to ask yourself this question. Why can't that be me? Why can't that be you? What excuses and reasons are you holding on to, even as young as you are now, to think there's just no way? And until next time, guys, stay strong. This podcast is intended for informational and entertainment purposes only. Views and opinions expressed by guests are not necessarily those of the host. Please seek the advice of a trusted adult or qualified professional on matters specific to your needs.